It's a New York Knicks playoff special, counting down to the Eastern Conference semifinals game one. Now, here's Ty Butler. Back then, they didn't want us, New York, but now we're hot. They're all on us. Rangers last night, staving off elimination. They trailed one nothing early to the Devils. Looking dicey, but then five straight goals later, we are now looking at a Game 7 tomorrow night, a game you can hear right here on 98.7 ESPN. So much happening. The Jets get Aaron Rodgers. It was always so silly to me. Is he going to be able to handle the New York media? I think sometimes the New York media gets full of itself and and, and presents itself like this behemoth. Like, yo, oh, my God, Aaron Rodgers, Hall of Famer, one of the greatest quarterbacks who's ever lived. Not going to be able to handle the pressure of dealing with the New York media. That was silly. Uh, but that's on the table. you got the NFL draft. you got the, the Yankees still can't score runs, and Aaron Judge not in the lineup. So that's obviously uh, a big deal. Or, you know, Boone saying it's not a big deal, but when you lose him, to a lineup that a lineup that already can't score runs, uh, that's just not ideal. Islanders bounced on Friday night, losing in Game Six at home uh, to the Carolina Hurricanes. But of course, we know the story today is the New York Knicks, who will be playing Game One of the semis at home, hosting a familiar foe, the Miami Heat. And who better to talk to about this series than my guy, Alan Hahn? Alan, how you feeling, baby? I'm feeling good today, Ty. I wasn't feeling good Friday night. You used the word bounced when it comes to the Islanders. I felt like that was a little disrespectful. So, like, they, you know, they they fought their way out of that series. But, you know, one way or another, they were the next ones out, unfortunately. You so were the th- go first, Islanders next. We'll see who uh, who follows here at this point. Yeah, you were there at UBS Arena, and I saw you, you know, taking the selfies. It's always interesting when you see someone go to a game, uh, you know, of a team they're rooting for, you get the before selfie, but if they lose, you never get the after selfie. So I knew things weren't going well for you, and I didn't see, like, a, an after after effect of, of post on your Instagram. No, there was no, no need for that. It was <laughs> pouring out, by the way. We all walked outside of UBS and— into a pouring rain, which kind of felt fitting, but we're not here to talk about we're not. the Islanders, I know. We're here to talk about how the Knicks are going to win this series in five games. Well, so before we get to the, the series prediction and breaking down the series, just for, for those of us who aren't who aren't as old as you, you hear Knicks heat in the playoffs. What does that mean? Damn. Did you just say as old as me? Yeah, I mean, listen. You're gonna rephrase that. One. I'm you, looking you, you at the. Rephrase I'm that. looking at you on MSG. The gray hairs are coming in through the nostrils, so I gotta call it what it is, my boy. I gotta call it what it I mean, is. That, just, honestly, I don't even know how. How do I even answer that? <laughs> I think physicality. It's the first word that comes to mind for me when I think about Nick C. First word, physicality. It's just all along from '97 that fight, '98 another fight. This time, Jeff Van Gundy got involved in it. You know, 99 was really not a, a physical as far as, like, any altercations, but more of Alan Houston answering the bell in where well, he had been questioned about his ability to play through a lot of that kind of stuff and adversity and physicality and defense and him making one of the biggest shots uh, in NBA history for an eighth seed to get out of the first round and then to go to the NBA Finals. Uh, 2000, you know, was once again – sending the Heat home in the second round like to get to the conference finals for one more year, four straight years of that. And then, of course, the other side of it, which is in 2012, uh, the Knicks were banged up. They had a lot of injuries, and LeBron and 
Wade and Bosch were on their way to their first championship and knocking the Knicks out in the gentleman's sweep. And you just remember Amari Stoudemire losing him after the first game because yeah. he decided to take his frustrations out on a fire extinguisher. Yvonne Shumpert blew out his knee in game one. Can't forget that. Uh, Jeremy Lynn couldn't even play because his knee wasn't right. He had a knee that was hurt that went all the way back to the first time he met with the Heat at the end of insanity during the regular season. So I just think physicality, and I just think the same is going to uh, be the case in this series. And I'll tell you what, Ty, this, if you love a coach versus coach chess match, this is a series for you. It might not be pretty basketball, but if you love the X's and O's and adjustments, this is a series for you. It is. And we saw Tom – Tom Thibodeau out-coach run circles around J.B. Bickerstaff, who just had no answers for him in that Cleveland series. Uh, you mentioned the Knicks' yep. Heat history. Could have gotten it that the following year if Roy Hibbert doesn't happen. Remember, that was the Knicks team that we were anticipating could challenge that big three in Miami, but unfortunately it didn't happen. Yep. So you started this 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 Nick conversation saying Knicks in five. Is that accurate, or were mm-hmm. you just having some fun there? Like I said, uh, we're, we're going to figure out how they're going to win this thing in five. So is that your prediction? I, I think, yeah. Okay. yeah I, I believe they should win this series in five. And I believe it for the similar reasons why I believe they could take out the Cavs. And I gave the Cavs six because I really didn't expect that they would lose two home games. Like, that was kind of surprising. But I just believe that the Knicks' depth is still a strength because they're still – and I – look. Jimmy Butler had an unbelievable last two games against the Bucks, and he is volatile. We all know that. But after him, who else are you afraid of on Miami? Give me the other guy that you're like, man, but if he gets off. Listen, right? don't disrespect That's Caleb Martin, man. Series. Don't disrespect Caleb Martin. Yeah, I know, you're right. You know, you never know. Kevin Love, he, you know, he and Kyle Lowry can just take five or six charges. But I'm just being like, again, this is not I'm – not, I'm not trying to be a homer here at all. I'm looking at it just back. I spent the whole weekend going over this matchup, and aside from Butler going into God mode, which, like I said, he can, and we know he can. We just saw it. Aside from that, I just don't know how Miami has enough depth to keep up with what the Knicks can throw at them as long as the Knicks stay healthy. I think that's a key phrase here because I'm telling you right now, Todd, I would watch the way that he play early in this series because I want to remind everybody that three injuries happened during games against the Heat this year. Two to Jalen Brunson, one to Julius Randle. Now, two were freak accidents. Actually, all three of them were fairly freak accidents, so it's not like it was any intent. I'm not suggesting that. What I'm saying is, is that you're going to see a team that plays very hard and very physical, and you've got to be careful that the series evens, mainly because your two most important players are not 100%. That's what I'm watching, how much they're going to play a zone. You know this is going to be a zone series, Ty. Yep. All zone, all day long. That's what Miami's going to employ. And then it's also going to be the physicality, the trapping, Jalen getting the ball out of his hands. And how much can Julius Randle give you in this series, which is a much better matchup for him than it is against the really tall front line that the Cavs threw at him? 
So I'm 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 and I watched all four of those games. Knicks Heat. The Knicks won the season series three to one, but two of them they won by two, and the other two were split by the teams. Yep. But they were under ten points, so they weren't blowouts. These were these were highly contested matchups. How much stock should we put into a regular season series, knowing that the playoffs are a different animal? Oh, I, I never really. I throw that out. I throw out regular season like how they did against them head to head. Unless, like you said, unless it was a total domination. I don't really put a lot into that. But what you know is that these are, you know, that this will be a, a, this will be a tight series. Like, this is not for the faint of heart. For those who didn't experience Knicks heat in the late 90s, you are in for something. This is not going to be one of these series. Like, it's not even going to be like the Cavs series got after game two. When, like, game three, four, and five were just, you know, the Knicks were just too much for them. This series is going to be tight. It's going to be a grinder. It's going to be full of anxiety and frustration. I think the officials are going to be under a lot of pressure in this series. But I just feel like in the end, the Knicks just have more. I don't know what the equalizer is going to be. You know what? I do know. Here's the stat to watch in this series as well. Three-point shooting. The, the, the Heat made the Heat were the worst three-point shooting team in the NBA during the regular season, and against the Bucks, forty-five percent, a top ten. Yeah, the Bucks were top ten three-point shooting defense, and Miami shot forty-five percent against them. How? How does that even happen? So the Knicks, by the way, in the first round, had the worst three-point shooting percentage of all the playoff teams, twenty-eight percent. You can't win that way against the zone. So if the Knicks can't make threes, it's going to flip the other way. But I got to believe that the Knicks, you know, have to find their their, their three point stroke. And if they do, as I said, they'll break that zone pretty quickly. And why the three point shooter didn't hurt them against the Cavs is because you're getting second and third chance opportunities that were layups and dunks. Right. Cavs couldn't rebound, so even you, even though you missed those shots, you still on a point per possession basis you know, was pretty efficient. I want to talk to you about R.J. Barrett. I know you got to run here. R.J. Barrett, a lot is being made about the three game stretch, three games, three, four, and five he had against the Cavs. Do you think this is that the foreshadowing yep. of things to come? We're watching him blossom in the biggest games of the season, and now all of a sudden his career trajectory is going to change. Or do you need to see a little bit more from him before we can get a verdict on that? Well, I'm not going to start talking about his career trajectory. I am going to talk about, though, his ability to perform in the postseason. And this is another – I think this is a series that also benefits him because while the Heat are very good at packing it in, and I imagine you're going to see guys like Kevin Love trying to slide in on his drives to the basket and draw charges. Like, again, like I said, this is going to be a maddening series. You know, Kyle, Kyle Lowry's going to do a lot of flopping. Yeah. He's going to do a lot of, you know, trying to draw charges. Like, this, all that veteran-savvy stuff, that's all going to happen, okay? Like you're going to see it. Him, Kevin Love, like, that's the stuff that they do. But from a R.J. Barrett perspective, I see somebody that I think could really thrive in this series because the one thing that the Cavs had, at least the presence, although we didn't see it, that Miami doesn't is rim protection. They're not a shot blocking team. They're not a great team that, you know, can, can stop. They will take the paint away, but on drives, you can get into the paint and score and draw fouls. And that's what Barrett was doing later in that series against the Cavs. And we'll see 
over time if they find things in film that he could take advantage of. That's what I would watch in the series with Barrett is not, not him. He's going to be, they're going to make him a shooter. You know, they're going to do that to him again. You're dealing with Spolster. Who's a whole different animal than JV Bickerstaff. They're going to find ways to exploit weaknesses around the Knicks roster. But can Barrett get to the basket like he was against the Cavs and get those buckets and run the floor hard? That's what I want to see him continue to do. If the Knicks are to win today, just just tell me, what, what, what do you think the biggest key is? And uh, the second part of that is, what are we hearing about Julius Randle? Any news on the front of him playing in today's game? He's going to be a game-time decision like Grimes. That's how it always works with Tibbs. He'll, he won't even tell us probably before the game. We'll probably find out minutes before tip-off whether or not he's available. I mean, there is a good feeling. You know, there's a sense that he, he could be or should be available, but it all depends on how he feels. Remember, it is an early start, so he's got, more, you know, he's got to warm up in the morning and see how he feels. Um, that's going to be obviously a mo- an important piece for the Knicks because – He's played very well against Bam Adebayo. He played well against the Heat in their matchups this season. You remember he had a 43-point game where he made eight threes with that, of course, double-bang game-winner down in Miami. Um, For the Knicks to win today, and I think also for the series, I'm going to say this on MSG in our pregame show, which I hope everybody tunes into before they switch it over to ABC. I I think three-point shooting is going to be the difference in this series. If the Knicks can make their threes because the Heat want to play zone against them, that is going to be a major weapon for the Knicks. If they can knock down the open threes, they're going to get them. Well, listen, I'm excited. I'll be at the Garden today. Any chance I, I we can chop it up for a few? I know we'll, we'll both be dialed in, but, we, I mean, i got to see you if I'm at the Garden. I don't know. These games, I'm a little locked in, man. I have no time for chit-chat. You know uh, how I get. I get a little maniacal. You, you don't this? want to be around me. You don't want to be around me. Wow. They, they leave me by myself, you know. They, nobody comes around me, I'm telling you. You don't want to be around me in the playoffs. I'm just, I get a little maniacal. It's better I'm just off to the side. Let me be, you know, maybe after the game, if things go well, we can chat. But during, I'm not approachable. So you're like Julius Randle in, in huddle situations during games sometimes. You just, you know, start throwing punches. I could be like, I could be like that. I could be like that. I could be like that in the studio. You know, like like Bill, Pito, Wally, Monica, they all kind of sit together and they talk about stuff and they giggle and all. And me, I'm like off to the side in some other studio just staring at the box score, just wondering like what's going on, what, what adjustments can they make, who's doing well. Like I just get a little psycho. I, I can't help it. Quickly, are the rumors true? Or can we expect to hear you on a radio call in this series? Game two, baby. There we go. Right here on 98.7 ESPN. I hope everybody tunes in when the Knicks go up two games to nothing. That'd be wonderful. He's Alan Hahn. You can watch him on the MSG pregame show. You can listen to him every day with Bart Scott from 12 to 3 right here on 98.7. And as he said, game two, Tuesday night, he'll be on the call uh, with Ed Cohen. So we're looking forward to that. Alan, thank you so much for, for taking time out of your you know maniacal pregame behaviors to uh, talk to us and <laughs> chop it up about this series. We appreciate it. You got uh, I'm pulling up to pick up Wally right now. I'll Tell Wally I said what up, man. Tell him I said what up. I will. I will. <laughs> That's Alan Hahn. You, uh, we are badly up against the clock right now, so we'll do a, a little correction here. 800-919-3776. We're previewing game one of the Knicks and Heat. Back with your phone calls when we get, get right back right here on 987 ESPN. It's a New York Knicks playoff special. Counting down to the Eastern Conference semifinals game one. 
Now, here's Ty Butler. Every made basket, even when the Cavs made a run, you had every reason to be pessimistic just because, you know, the expectation in that situation would have been, we'll blow this, Donovan Mitchell, uh, Darius Garland, they go nuts, 2-2 series is where we kind of expected expected it to be through four games. But the, they, they were relentless. They were letting the officials have it. So I, I, I'm excited to, you know, be a part of that atmosphere, that energy later today. I wonder, if you're a Knicks fan not going to the game, how do you, like, what is your experience like watching big games you you go to a bar to watch it do you watch it in the comfort of your own home are you going somewhere else to to link up with people if it's a big like a big jet game big laker game i have no interest in in watching that around people so alan hinted you know he's working obviously so he has to be there but I can be someone who, who gets agitated and you don't want to be around me. Like, if I'm home, I remember it's the NBA Finals and my wife will, comes up to me and asks, can I give the baby a bath? I'm like, are you out of your mind? It's the Finals. It's the fi- why would you Why would you at any point think this is the best time to ask me to do that? To, 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 to do something around the house, wash a dish, vacuum the carpet, take the garbage out. No shot. I'm sorry. How about you, Joe Leo? Do you like to watch big games? I know the Nets haven't really given you any big games lately. And now that you employ, like, B-level players, but... Well, calm down. <laughs> when you watch big... So, so Nets, Bucks, this is, what, 2021, Game 5 where Durant has the the best playoff game of his career. How are you how did you consume that game? So, I was at my girlfriend's house and from game 1, they knew if I'm watching the game, just leave me alone because I'm living and dying on every play. I'm screaming at the TV for a, a bad call. I I'm, you know, screaming if the Bucks are going on a run for then Steve Nash to call a timeout, uh, you know. Which he probably didn't do because he was a bad head coach. Well, yeah, I, I'm screaming at the top of my lungs, you know, for Kyrie not to play hero ball for an entire quarter. So I am, like a lot of people, just leave me alone. I need to be, unless I'm watching a Jet game with my grandmother, then you can, I mean, we're both the same way. You could probably put that on, uh, you know, Spike TV if that's still around and, and sell it as a TV show, but... I'm I'm like you. Just leave me alone. Don't ask me to do do anything for the three hours or however long it is. If you want me to do it after the game, if they win, sure. If they lose, <laughs> if they lose a, don't bother me. If they lose, I'm probably gonna. Depending on the uh, loss, I'm gonna need like you know anywhere from two hours to four days. So that that game, the Nets won, and it was a great game. Durant was awesome. You said you at your girlfriend's house, so did she, you know, give you a little blessing after the game or how? What, what happened there? No comment. Oh, so we want, we want to keep it. I forget sometimes that we're having this conversation on the radio and people are listening. 800-919-3776. Let's go to New Jersey to talk to Jason. What's up, Jason? What's up, Ty? How you doing today, buddy? I'm feeling great, man. Blessed and highly favored. Talk to me. Well, listen, you might not be feeling great if Alan Hahn meets up with you because you might be part of that woke group, but you were insulting him with the gray hair his nose boy you deserve a little bit of a slap there but that's just me now let's get on to julius randall do we want the good side of julius randall or do we want julius randall to not almost 
be healthy because I almost feel like they function better. Mm. Um, but we definitely don't want that guy to, to have the ball in his hands at the end of the game. Do you agree or disagree? So here's the thing. I appreciate the call. I don't I don't know what you were doing with the whole woke thing and being slapped. So I'll, I'll just like ignore that. Uh, it's Sunday morning. I'm in a good mood. But what I will say is if, if you are looking at, well, the Knicks last series actually functioned better with Randall on the bench. They were plus 13.2 points per possession or per 100 possessions with him off the floor, and he did not have a good series. He shot, what, 34%. Uh, If you're looking at that and the results of that series and deciding that you feel like this team is better suited to compete without him, I would disagree with you. I would remind you that he was either the first or second best player on a team that was the number five seed, a team that Vegas had coming into the season at 37 and a half wins. They exceeded those expectations, not because Julius Randle was on the bench, but because he became an all-star for the second time in three years. I'm always so taken aback by the disdain for him understandable criticism is late in games you don't trust him because of his decision making. I get it. He's not a great ball handler and sometimes he's overconfident in that area where it leads to spin moves and turnovers. I understand that. The the shot selection drives you crazy at times. I get all of that. But he is still a pretty damn good player and in order to beat this tough Miami Heat team in the second round of a playoff series, you want as many of your good players to be healthy. So I reject the idea that we should, or if you're a Knicks fan, you should be rooting for him to not be healthy so he can sit on the bench. 800-919-3776. I'll tell you why I'm picking the Knicks to win this series in six games coming up right here on 9870 ESPN. It's a New York Knicks playoff special. Counting down to the Eastern Conference semifinals game one. Now, here's Ty Butler. One of the reasons, another reason why I can't like simply tolerate like having people over too for big games. I don't want to worry about hospitality, or well, you know, water and food and beverages. You need something. You need anything. You know, where's the bathroom? I don't want to worry about that. It's it's the third quarter. Lakers down seven to the Warriors. I need LeBron and Anthony Davis to start turning up. And you've got a you know, food suggestions, and you need water, and you need this, you need that. I I I can't do it. And by the way, so I'm talking to a couple of my friends who live in Charlotte. He's a big Nick fan. Went over to our our our, our mutual friend's house to watch the game. And check this out. He's spitting seeds on the carpet floor. Could you imagine you invite someone over to their house, to your house to watch a game and, and they're just throwing garbage on the floor, spitting seeds out of his mouth into a carpet? Like, what kind of animal does that? You, you are an animal. And th- that is deserving of immediately being kicked out the house. You come into my crib, you spitting seeds on the floor. The hell wrong with you? 800-919-3776. Before we get back to the phone calls, I te- so I'm picking the Knicks to win this series in six games. Folks went crazy because I picked the Cavs to win in five. Now, look, it didn't age well. I was wrong about it. But this idea that I should come on the radio and apologize is foolish because I I thought that the Cavs were the better team. The Julius Randle injury question mark was, to me, going to be significant. Didn't prove to be. I thought the Cavs would protect their home court. And also that Donovan Mitchell had a certain playoff level he could get to that would be unmatched by any player on the Nick roster. Proven wrong, and we live to we, we live to see another day. But the Knicks, I 
fully anticipate they're gonna come out and and at at the very least split these first two games at home. I think they are going to do a, an excellent job today offensively. Because as Alan Hahn mentioned, they they were woeful from beyond the arc in that Cleveland series. And I added in that what helped mitigate that was the offensive rebounding. Because when you get second and third and fourth chance opportunities, I don't care how good your defense is. And Cleveland had the number one defense in basketball. I don't care how stout it is. You're not going to be effective at keeping the other team from scoring the basketball when you're giving them that many opportunities. I expect them to shoot a higher percentage from three in this series, and they're the deeper team. I look at Miami, and I'm conflicted as to how I feel about that series win over the Bucs. It's a great, it's a great, great, great series win. And it's to, t- it's to take nothing away from what they did. And Jimmy Butler was incredible. What did he give you? 38-6-5 and five in that series? Playoff Jimmy is a real thing. But am I to expect a Heat team that wasn't particularly good from three to shoot 45% from beyond the arc over the entirety of a series against a really good perimeter defense that the Knicks present? Am I to expect that, you know, on any given night, any combination of Gabe Vincent, Caleb Martin, Kevin Love, Duncan Robinson, and Max Struess are going to present challenges for a really good Nick defense? I'm sorry. I've got nothing but respect for Jimmy Butler. Bam Adebayo leaves something to be desired in big games sometimes. He's a little inconsistent. But I think he's going to come out and show up in this series. But outside of that, if this were 10 years ago, I could bank on Kyle Lowry being effective. But he's an older player now, and what we most know him for is taking charges. And if that's what we're most knowing the the supposed third-best player on the team, you know, doing, then that means you're operating at a deficit. The Tyler Hero injury is huge. People wonder, like, why Miami's defense was was so much better. Well, you take Tyler Hero off the court, you're going to be much better defensively. But obviously he's their best three-point shooter. And he's another scoring option that they now don't have. Victor Oladipo wasn't really great for Miami, but that's another body for a team that just lacks depth. So those two injuries, to me, are a major concern. Again, nothing but love and respect for what Jimmy Butler can do in the playoffs and what he has done. But I just don't think he has enough to overcome the gauntlet that's going to be on the side of the Knicks. Julius Randle, we've seen that, yes, the Knicks are a much better team when he's healthy, but they do have a a good enough roster to supplement his production if he's not going to be effective or if he's not going to be on the floor. And Jalen Brunson has shown us in now back-to-back playoff series or playoff runs that he is a force to be reckoned with. He is as composed as they come. He can score, he can distribute, and he's a dog. And this team goes as he goes, and I expect him to have a big series. So I think the Knicks win this in six games. They're a much deeper team. The The Heat have the coaching advantage because Eric Spolster, I think, sometimes is underrated. He's in 15 years, has missed the playoffs three times, and he hasn't always had great rosters. But if any team can get the most out of what they have, it's Eric Spolstra, who's one of the 15 best coaches in NBA history. Um, so he's not going to be outcoached the way J.B. Bickerstaff was. I just see that he's not going to have enough ammunition. 
they're not going to be able to score enough points to hang with the Knicks. So I've got the Knicks winning this series in six games, and for the first time in 23 years, they get to the Eastern Conference Finals. 800-919-3776. Let's go to New Jersey, and we talk to Kai. What up, Kai? Yo. What's oh, going my, on, my brother? Oh, this is D-Kai. What's up, Kai? Man, I'm, I'm loving what you're doing. I, every time I get a chance to catch one of your shows uh, on air, you know, I'm excited. I can't wait to call in. Um, I, but I, I usually fall back. But for this subject about, um, you know, watching big games with <laughs> and how you consume them, I had to I had to contribute a story to that. Let me I'm, hear. I, I, before I say that, though, just quickly, I, as a Nets fan, huge Nets fan, I got to say, I agree with your everything you said about the Knicks. And, I mean, I'm no hater, man. I'm, I'm hoping that the Knicks win in six as well, man, because it's good for the city is good for the area when the Knicks and every New York team is playing good. I hear that. So all, my, all my fellow Nets hater fans, you know what I mean? My, my fellow Nets haters, rather, let's fall back, man. Let the Knicks get they, get their run, man. Yeah, I feel that. Before you actually even get to this, Joe, so Kai used to work here at the station. Uh, had a had a had a blast working with him. Dude got to send out congratulations. He he just welcomed a uh, welcomed a, a daughter into the world, Skyla Lee yeah. Williams. So congratulations to Kai, Kai and the family, Mimi and the crew. So you got a full household there, bro. I know you're not getting any sleep, and I I know you're not getting any sleep these days. Nah, man. But you know what? I wasn't getting sleep before with the two boys. I wasn't getting <laughs> sleep. Before. But nah, man. Thank you so much. I wasn't. You know, I I know because we rock together, but I appreciate that love, man. Seriously. Of course, of course, bro. God bless. What you got? Uh, what you got for your habits uh, watching games? Oh, so, so I I typically like to watch the game alone as well. But I made the huge mistake. Uh, what was it? Game? I can't even remember at this point what the game was, but it was the it was the toe on the line game. Katie hit the three. Game seven. Twenty one twenty one. Game seven. Uh, semis. Nets. Bucks. Yes, yes. As I try to, you know, regress, you know, regress that memory or repress it rather out of my mind. I do remember I went to a bar like an idiot with a couple friends of mine to watch that game because I'm thinking like, oh, this is over. We're going to celebrate this and that. Obviously, the toe was on the line, goes to overtime. I come back in and some gentleman took his portable hookah and placed it in the section of the bar where I was standing. Now, granted, I didn't have a reserved. There was no official uh, roped-off area for me, but he had to know that I had been sitting there screaming, hooting, and hollering for like four straight quarters like a damn fool, even including during halftime. That was my area. So I went to the gentleman very politely and said, yo, excuse me, bro, I'm standing here. Can you move your hookah? I don't want to. I don't want that in front of me. Oh, we didn't. We didn't physically fight. I was a grown man that night. We didn't physically fight, but it got damn close, man. man. It got really close. Listen, I'm <laughs> and, trying to watch a big game, and you smoke. You blowing hookah smoke in my face. You got the hookah situation going on. Oh man, the portable, the portable self. You know, the the, the the little hookahs that you have just for yourself that you take to the face. I was like, no, brother. Not today. But that's a good example of why you and I and the brother, I forgot his name, the producer there, that's why we watch the games by ourselves because we don't want to put ourselves in positions where we have to go to jail for a night. You know what I mean? <laughs> Yo, Kai, man, I really appreciate you calling and listening to the show. Love you, brother. Uh, Keep doing your thing, man. God bless you and the family once again. Congratulations. Love and life, brother. Likewise. Thank you. Thank you, Todd. Listen, you cannot, under any circumstance, watch a big game in that type of environment, at a bar. And I understand the draw and the attraction. 
Because I've watched Jet regular season games at the bar. But if they're in the playoffs, there's no chance I'm going there. I actually did that once, and it was a big mistake. But just because of all the uncontrollables and all the variables, you got hookah going on. You, you got people maybe changing the channel, drinks being spilled, all the yelling and screaming. There, there is no chance I want to be at a bar watching a big game. No chance. Can't do it. Your phone calls. More of your calls coming up when we get back on 987 ESPN. It's a New York Knicks playoff special. Counting down to the Eastern Conference semifinals game one. Now, here's Ty Butler. Lakers losing game six in 2008 to the Celtics. And somebody's in my face screaming at me. Go, Oh, man. I can't do it. I can't even think about it. It gives me anxiety. We go to Brooklyn oh. to talk to Dave. What up, Dave? Hello? Hey, what's up, man? What's going on? Todd D. Butler. What it do, baby? Man, oh, man. I know you know my voice by now. Of course now. I do. Of course I do. <laughs> and boy, I tell you, it's funny how, you know, I've been saying for the past few weeks now about how they don't need this guy, Randall. Oh, man. I've been saying that. Yeah, oh, man. And you see how they play. I told you that eye test, them stats are stats, man. When you look at the eye test and you see how the Knicks play, they look so much better. So here's the thing. It. So here's the thing about eye tests and stats. I, I, and I know you watched the game down in Miami, one of their three wins against the Heat this year. What we saw was Julius Randle uh, give you one of the best wins of the season at that double bang from Mike uh, Mike Breen on the three pointer. We saw that. That was a lucky shot. Now it's luck. Now it's luck. He almost made that a turnover. Now it's luck. That was almost a turnover. But it wasn't a turnover. I don't know how he made that shot. It was almost a turnover, but it wasn't a turnover. It was. You got to realize, too. One of the biggest shots of the season. Most of the shots, if you're the one that has the ball most of the time, then yeah, you're going to have a lot of points. That's the problem. He's just ball dominant. And he's always been like that. Even with you having. Now you having a point guard, he still has the ball. And like I've been saying before, if there's three minutes left in that fourth quarter, you do not want that ball in his hand. That's fine, that though. Known fact. That's fine. You got a guy, Jalen, he doesn't need to take the shot. You got Jalen Brunson. That's fine. I hear sports analysts now saying, that they can that they can go all the way to Eastern Conference Finals. I remember I mean, when you asked me that question. You're four wins you're away. Not. Yeah, you're four wins away against a team and, that you're favored to beat in this series. You have home court. You've got the the more complete roster. So yeah, you should be dreaming and, and fantasizing about it. When's the last time you heard the Knicks ever making it that far? Can you believe that? Two thousand. I, I, it's, yeah. it's, it's it's a new day. I, I'm telling you, it really is a new day for Knicks fans. Seriously. And the fact of the matter is that we play defense, you know, and and a lot of these teams out here don't play defense. But then you've seen a bolt of energy come on that court when Obi came on that court and he was hurt. And they claim that he was playing the best game. Honestly, I don't think he was. He, he, he was missing them threes. Obi uh, came on that court. Well, well, they for, passed him a ball, and he hit a three right away. Yeah, and I think Obi scored something like eight points in the first two minutes of the game. I appreciate the call. I got to run, Dave. But, but Randall was at that point before he got hurt 
playing the best basketball of you know, his best basketball of the series because he was driving, he was forceful, and the Cavs just had no answer uh, to his strength on the interior. Unfortunately, he re-aggravated that ankle. I'm rooting for him to play. I don't know how you can be a Knicks fan and root against this guy. It doesn't make sense to me. But there are some people out there who are like that. We are leading you into game one of the conference semis between the Knicks and the Heat. That's going to get underway at 1230. Coming up next, we'll talk to Nick Wright about this series, talk NBA playoffs, and throwing a little football right here on 9870 ESPN.